Oh, there we go. There's Ryan. Hey. Any second. I love it, Spike. Whenever you're talking on your screen, it my uh, it, it puts like this giant red glow, like I'm in hell or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, I see it. Yeah, because I'm like. Yeah. And then either Claire or, yeah. or Zach pops up, and it's just bright light. How do I do it? You got it. I can hear you. We can't see you. So down. Oh, man, I hate that Sean guy. What? There we go. Hey. This fucking, this fucking Ryan guy. Let me tell you, man. God damn it. Why is he blurry? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, this is my face. That's how it looks. Awesome. This is Ugh. great. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, this is yeah, the I... most people we've had on here. Oh, yeah, I should tell you. Um, go ahead, Ryan. So I say, thank you, Zach, for making the time. I made the time as well. I love you very much. Hey, just because we had heart to heart in like California doesn't mean we're besties. You're besties with <laughs> every hot sauce maker I know, bro. I, I've been grumpy all day, and I made it a point to kind of change my mood for this podcast today so that I wasn't Downey Debber or Debbie Downer or whatever the fuck they call it. Try to be chipper for you guys. No, so, I bring the chipper. You bring the grump. That's all. There you go. <laughs> there is no yin and yang today, man. You're getting happy, Zach. Okay? Fucking <laughs> deal with it. I'm Spike. And I'm Zach. And I'm Claire. And today we welcome Sean Kirkpatrick and Ryan Miner from Down to Ferment. Hello. 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 Welcome to the shit show. Happy to be here, boys <laughs> and girls. Thanks for having us. All right. So tell us your hot sauce history. Tell us how you got into spicy foods and then how it turned into a business. Well, I, <laughs> I used to suck with spicy foods. I'm not going to lie. I used to be really, really bad at it. Like, jalapeno jarred jalapenos were super bad for me but the more time i spent around friends and stuff that kind of challenged me when we were doing like going out to thai food and stuff like that the more i started to like the pain <laughs> and like order higher and higher to where i was sweating while i was eating and then i realized that the day after wasn't the fun part so kind of the the spicy food hangover if you will um but I got into making hot sauce when I started fermenting things uh, as a chef and uh, usually just started with um, kind of just started with peppers and like a brine and stuff like that. I joined a Facebook community on on Facebook and uh, yeah, I it kind of opened from there. It was kind of huge. So uh, every chef I know, if they're a good chef, started out mild and somewhere along the line, it just went up. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then it kind of balances out somewhere along the line, I think, but, yeah. uh, you know, there's that initial spike to ridiculously mm -hmm. hot. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is that used to be me in the early bits of this career and, and this company and stuff like that. But I somehow passed the baton on to Ryan with that. And now this dude goes out and <laughs> like, whenever we're at a show, he just eats the spiciest thing he can find. And I'm like, nah, bro, I don't want to hurt. Me. Yeah. So Ryan, what about you? What was the question? How did we get into hot sauce? It just is spicy foods. What brought you to hot sauce? To hot sauce, honestly, Sean. And the real thing that brought me to hot sauce is not the spice factor. It's more the fermentation. Uh, my career, mostly between, I guess, in the in the food industry, has always been either back of the house or front of the house. Mostly, I would say the past ten years was as a bartender. So. Fermentation, wine, wine training from Master Sommeliers uh, really is kind of my jam. And when Sean, we were living together, he had quit his job. 
and I was working part-time. He's like, I'm quitting my job, my career as a chef. I'm going to start a hot sauce company fermented. And I don't know, I just, I was hooked once we, I helped him in the kitchen a few times for free. And that was kind of my intro to it. And I was really like a mild guy too. Like Serrano was hot. And now I have a, a really big issue where I want to try everything <laughs> as spicy as possible with the balance of flavor. But if you give me an extract and you say it's whatever Scoville, I think it's all the Scoville rating is kind of BS, but yeah, I'll still try it for yeah, science. Yeah. For science, that's our yeah. thing for science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, so, it, it's a good indicator. Yeah. It, it's yeah. I have a little story about that extract thing. So we uh we were we work you know we work with Tim Palman and Jay and in their cannery and stuff like that where uh, so we work in their kitchen and stuff and they were making a sauce they were co-packing a sauce that used a 6 million scoville extract sauce and Ryan put a little dab on his finger and ate it and he was like oh that's really spicy but the after effect of it the rest of the day is like my whole hand is on fire yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah don't ever touch that stuff without gloves man Oh yeah, man. it was for science. <laughs> so, John, talk a little bit about your process because you're not technically a cannery business, right? You're what's called yeah. an PR, PFR. Yeah. PFR. Yeah. That's it. So, which, which I, means what? Yeah, it's either processed foods registration or packaged foods registration. I'm pretty sure it's processed. Yeah, I'm looking processed. at it right now. Processed foods registration. <laughs> um, so yeah, we. We have a PFR in California. Uh, California has separate laws for fermentation and uh, uh, cannery and acidified foods. Um, not every state's like that. Uh, fermentation falls under different categories for certain states. Um, but basically what we do is um, because our we ferment all basically 99% of our ingredients, um, we don't classify as an acidified food because it acidifies naturally over time. And we, you know, put all our stuff together, mash it up. Uh, we brew our own kombucha. So we're brewing that too. And a lot of people ask, you know, well, isn't, isn't kombucha just vinegar? And it's like, yeah, it's acidic acid, but it's not vinegar. Like I, I use the analogy all the time for people. of like, if you take a glass of water, you squeeze a lime and drop a little bit of sugar in there or a lemon and drop a little bit of sugar in there. Does that make it lemonade? Or do you need a certain ratio of certain things to make it lemonade? Yeah. Right. So you know, we brew our kombucha to a very specific pH kind of bricks as well. That really helps balance the flavors of the lacto fermented ingredients. So lacto fermented, when you, when you age it for as long as we do for about 30 days, it has, you know, flavors in the back end that you kind of have to balance out, you know, and I especially found this out when we were doing brines. Um, once when we were doing brines, the brine flavor kind of stuck in the back of your throat a little bit, kind of had like that really acidic flavor with mashes. It's not as prominent, but the kombucha, what that does is that the, the specific pH that we brew that to balances out the lactic acid, um, rather than vinegar because vinegar is like two to 2.5. And it also helps us uh, thin out our, uh, our mashes that we that we ferment without the use of water either. We just, uh, so, uh, I bought a lot of a restaurant and one of the managers just started a, well, I guess he bought a kombucha company and we're mm -hmm. talking about doing some, some crossover stuff. So I may uh, hit you up for some information because it's, yeah. it's, I think it'd be a, a lot of fun. Honestly, I'm always I love, up to change. Yeah. Doing new stuff and, you know, just messing around with new things is always a blast. 
Uh-huh. Or if you need if you need our mother or some culture, let us know. We'll, we'll mail you some. <laughs> we got we got some Scoby. He was showing. You, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say. Um, you mentioned that you brew your kombucha to a specific pH. Do you do the same for your mash, or is it just about about time? It's about time and um, and kind of climate and everything like that. Uh, yeah. The mash is. Uh, we have a target for our mash and. I've gotten really good at knowing where it's at within like yeah. point one or two without even tasting it or like just no no, no. don't yeah. lie to him point zero one <laughs> point zero two it's it, it's funny because we just bottled some stuff up yesterday and I was or uh, on Friday and Ryan was taking the pH of it and he's like what do you think it's at and I just yeah you know, I don't know this and he's like what <laughs> so do you guys inoculate or do you guys wild ferment. Wild ferment. It's all wild fermentation, nice. just like you would uh, do with uh, like a sour and stuff like that. So yep. um, we leave, you know, we wash our vegetables, you know, get all that dirt and stuff off. But we leave yep. that those those great lactobacillus that's everywhere on the vegetables. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I don't like I don't I don't use uh, like vegetable wash that like chemicalizes the vegetables right. and stuff like that. I, I want that. That's what fermentation's about is 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 having those probiotics that's all, everywhere. And, uh, yeah, yeah, like I said, the mash is not as big of a deal. It's the kombucha. That's the biggest deal because if we, if we brew it too low or too high, it's going to affect the flavor of the mash a lot more. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do, uh, I used to brew kombucha at home just for personal consumption. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I don't eat refined or I don't eat cane sugar. So I started brewing it with maple syrup and I got it trained that I could successfully brew it with maple syrup, which generally I I learned afterward that you're not supposed to be able to do, but it it worked. But, but I think we had like a specific train SCOBY. Yeah. But I'd always do that secondary ferment to get a little, uh, a little extra bit on air too, which was nice. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, you know, I mean, one step closer, if you do it with mead or uh, if you do it with honey, you might go into the mead territory right. too, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there. why is nobody making maple wine? I mean, come yeah, on. I mean, true. <laughs> I mean, there's also a, a specific type of kombucha as well. That's called June, which is green tea and honey fermentation. So, um, okay. yeah, it's, it's a, it's very specific that it, it has to use green tea and honey and it's, it's not technically classified as kombucha it's classified as what's called june so well I've, i think i've seen that on the shelf i've never actually tried it but I, that mm-hmm. sounds really familiar um i'm yeah. in vermont so there's kombucha is kind of everywhere here same here in san diego honestly yeah oh. <laughs> it seems like it's it's funny because san diego was kind of the mecca for like uh craft brew um yeah uh san diego and i think uh colorado springs were like huge uh, craft brew pop-ups like when it, it first came on the scene oh yeah and portland too but now it seems like every everywhere you turn there's a new kombucha place popping up now too i know yeah. i live in a little tiny little town in idaho and we've got three kombucha companies <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's Weird. rather easy to make but it's hard to master honestly yeah. and especially when you're selling it to the public and you're you know you have to go through the the thing of are am i going to force carbonate it to to keep consistency mm-hmm. so it doesn't explode on my customers and like there's a whole it, <laughs> there's a lot of hurdles that you have to go through to figure out the logistics of getting it from that quality that you get at the kitchen into the customer's hand 
And and the alcohol. I mean, you guys probably don't have as much worry about controlling the alcohol with the uh, with the hot sauce. But if you're selling straight kombucha, controlling mm-hmm. the alcohol is one of the hardest things to do. And yeah, you have to take the specific gravity of it and everything like that. Yeah. The good thing for us is we don't like we pasteurize, so any alcohol right. that you know present is really kind of cooked off because it, it's such right. a low percentage. And you'd be adding, you're adding other things to it anyway. So it's, exactly. it's not, yeah. We have a local kombucha company that um, when forced to deal with the alcohol issue or when they realized the alcohol issue so early on, um, they actually remove the alcohol. So they brew it with alcohol, then mm-hmm. remove it and they sell that as a vodka. So. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool. Isn't it? When I learned that, I was like, oh, man. The further we go through this conversation, I, I try and uh, as a I try and stick to my, in my lane because I, there's so much to learn in every area and mm-hmm. I'm feeling like, oh my God, I'm going to be nerding out about something else this week. This is kind of why I wanted to get these guys on here because their process is completely different than what, you know, you and I are used to even Claire, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. We do a little fermentation, but you know, it's more just, we do a once a year uh, barrel ferment in a in a um, rum barrel um, and a few other things here and there, but it's 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 minimal. It's definitely not the majority of our operation. Yeah. And I just yeah. dabbled with it when I first started. I I fermented some peppers once or twice. Uh, very first hot sauces I ever made, and then I went, "That's going to be a lot," and went on. Yep. We we actually have a four year old ferment that we started before the pandemic. And we've just wow, been slowly good. pulling off from it. And I, it just keeps getting better. I'm, I'm always yeah. just kind of amazed that it's still fine. And it's still fine. It's happy. Once it hits a certain threshold, the only thing you really yeah. need to worry about is yeast growth. Because, you know, yeah. the air, if you're opening and closing it, opening and closing it. Um, right. Because the acidity is already there to protect against any bad microbes. You have that salt content as well. So, you know, once it, it gets, usually with fermentation, it has that active fermentation stage of, 20 days and then after 20 days it enters more of a, a slow fermentation and then once it gets yeah. like around 30 for 30 days it's more of an aging process yeah awesome yeah so how did it all start what made you leave the restaurant business i and i worked in the restaurant business for many years i did the front of the house and the back of the house and uh i reached that point where i was like i'm just i'm done um, yeah what got COVID. you there Oh, COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Good reason. Tell them, yeah. tell them the real story. The real one. Wait, what's the real story? Because <laughs> I don't know what I'm, what, what the real story is. Sometimes you tell the real a, story, right? Because you have in your head. Well, I have less of a filter, first of all. So I'll get the real story. <laughs> That's okay. All there's, right. There's no filters here. ready to clap, okay? Do a hand motion if you want me to stop, okay? No, you're. <laughs> no, honestly, I remember I had, it was COVID. 2020 i had gone i helped a friend drive her parents had retired from california sold their house to go live in florida because money right and similar climate i was there i'd flown to the to massachusetts to see my mother and sean had been working on these fermented sauces for fun because of his culinary background always trying to pursue something different like flexing the culinary muscle if you will And he calls me out of the blue and we had just got a new apartment. And mind <laughs> you, I had just finished uh, school in Northwestern outside of Chicago to be a software engineer and didn't have a lot of money anymore because I had left the the bartending world behind. So he knew he was the sugar daddy right now. And he called me and said, hey, I'm quitting my job 
and everything's going to be okay. And <laughs> honestly, that was it. He <laughs> continued to work on his fermented sauces, and I had found like a, a part-time SEO programming job, and he just kept going and going and was on the internet and was on the, the Reddit and the Facebook groups and met a few amazing people like Tim Paulman and took a cannery class and did all of the legwork and just made it happen. And then all of a sudden he's making hot sauce and I, I just love fermentation, like I said, and all those things. So I was helping him and he was trying to pay me and give me money. And I was like, no, dude, like, I just, I like this, like, I'll help you for free for as long as you need. I want you to be successful. I love you with all my heart. And three years later, we're doing all kinds of crazy things and 10 farmers markets a week sending wow. we send like some sauce to norway i don't know like we're in a store in norway so i think it's sauce worldwide if you want to be technical about it yeah. wow so you're talking about you're sending it to norway for distribution uh, no not not necessarily distribution it was it was Wholesale. it's in a store in norway but we've had that kind of reach you know and yeah. and and this past year alone our, our online business has kind of gone up uh, i think the last time i looked at it was over like 235 percent like growth in online and i was like oh wow that's great nice so nice. i was i was it, you know and we talk about uh fermentation and how our you know process zach was saying is completely different there's a lot of planning that goes on with it like yeah. one of our yeah. flavors we just we just sold out of because the more flavors we're adding the more we're having to like play the game of like making sure we have enough on stock uh, on the shelves and stuff so as of today we just sold out of one of our flavors but we're going to make it tomorrow we have it ready to go and it's it's ready to to bottle up and everything tomorrow so we sometimes we cut it close of like oh we have <laughs> this amount left you know and we have like satellite locations where we house like our setups and stuff like that to to get them out to employees and so employees can go set up the markets and everything like that so but uh, me and ryan don't really do markets anymore we 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 have employees that go out and do them we we maybe do one or two a week um but we're focused on making the sauce that's one thing that i was very adamant about is like i don't really want to leave the kitchen because like kitchen's kind of in my blood and that's kind of like where my expertise is you know, both of us can sell the sauce like nobody's business, but it's also taking very like precious time away from us uh, growing the business and doing the the business owner stuff that we need to do. The the networking, the the website stuff, the taxes, um, the, yeah. you know, getting all, all, all the accounting done, all that stuff. Like we do everything in house. We don't we don't pay anybody to do distribution. We don't pay anybody to I don't have an accountant. I do all my accounting myself and then I have, you know, I give it to my tax person. So like everything's done by us. And it's it's been a very long road for us to get to this point. It's the longer road. That's what we've done. And it's it's been a lot. It's been tough, but it's worth yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It's one thousand. Yeah, I. That's what. That's why I'm burnt the fuck out, dude. That's yeah. why I'm tired all the time. Like well, legit, I, I get hot sauce solutions. We, we could do <laughs> a solution together. I mean, yeah, if they could make my sauce for less than three dollars a bottle, it'd be fine. But you know, <laughs> it's not going to be a thing. So I'm not well, going to pay more. Yeah, I'm not going to pay more money. Like 
considerable amount more money well, to do you pay yourself enough sec no of course not oh, okay so <laughs> what what software i, I would software? i would okay but you gotta remember our hot ones showing created a lot of fucking debt and then i got yeah. burned on the, yeah. i got burned on the settlement yeah. so i'm carrying a lot of debt right now so whatever money Absolutely. i would make kind of goes to pay that that really, that is, that's the, that's kind of the tragedy behind the whole situation of that. It like, it, it, it takes like, you're an excellent sauce maker. I have several sitting on my shelves right now. Like I love most of the shit you do, but you, you, you take a great sauce maker and then you get tripped up by stupid shit like that. That wasn't even your fault. And that right there, like that can crush a business. And you were almost down for the count last year, but you, you pulled it back, yeah. dude. I don't know how many times, I mean, just before the hot ones thing, Zach sold me a bunch of his stuff because he quit. And then he did, <laughs> you've been down for the count so many times. Yeah, what are you talking about? I quit, I quit, I quit today. I went to the kitchen to buy sauce this morning. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm, I'm going home and going back to bed. I'm just tired, man. I'm just tired. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. I mean, the reality, here's the saving grace. So even if High Desert doesn't make it, that's okay. Because you know what? The company that fucked me over bankrupted long before I did. There you go. <laughs> Revenge. What a, so salty. When you run uh, it on, makes you so like a lot of salt. <laughs> it makes me very happy to know that uh, they, they drug the lawsuit out to try and make me go under only to fuck themselves. <laughs> and it's hilarious. It's kind of sweet justice. It is one one hundred percent. See, look, I'm smiling. Yeah. So yeah. okay, I'm gonna try and steer us back real quick. Elements of a great hot sauce. I'm really excited about this one because knowing that you are a chef and that you are in the culinary world or have been, I'm curious about what your take on that is so yeah <laughs> thank you i've been waiting for somebody to say that that's it there it is that's, that's it, it. <laughs> okay go ahead sorry i mean he's not wrong you guys aren't wrong flavor balancing like <laughs> it, it's the it's the exact same thing of uh what do you you know what do chefs look for when they're creating a good dish you know that the acid the sodium the salt like the 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 sugar content the the textures like life's a delicate balance of flavors and and different profiles and stuff like that and Spike, I don't know if this is all right, but I'm going to kind of roll it into my hot take. Does that, is that? Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Can I do that? Because my hot take is, so I try my absolute best as a chef to not overcomplicate things and not do things to where you have so many different flavor profiles and things going on in your mouth. And I feel like there's a lot of sauces on the market that just like throw a ton of spices and seasonings and stuff in, into certain things. And throw a lot of different flavor profiles that yeah they may work together but does it like accentuate a so like when you're when you're cooking like a steak right you don't want to drown that steak with other flavors you want the steak to be that star of the show type of thing so that's kind of my philosophy on on uh cooking is like i want developing flavors when i'm when i'm developing a recipe i i'm sitting with my uh food lovers companion and my flavor bible and I'm just going to town and I got all that stuff in my head, that knowledge of what pairs well together. I'm checking it out. You know, it, it, it's really like a textbook kind of thing where I'm like, yes. that would go well if, if I have like little little subtleties of this in there that'll help accentuate that note. And that's that's the biggest thing for me is like I want 
a star of the show with like accompanying choir, you know? Yeah. I, for me, it's, uh, you want to taste the sauce or what you're putting the sauce on. And you, uh, for me, five minutes later, I want them thinking about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of like my hot take too, of like, I, I don't, it's hard for me when I see hot sauces with a laundry list of ingredients or when I see sauces that are so basic that it's like, okay, where's the, where's the wow factor? Where's the, where's that zing? Where's it? Where's the, where's the flavor component coming in? That's like your star of the show type of thing. Where is Devil's your signature? Advocate. Yeah, yes. exactly. Or like I put Devil's it. Devil's uh, advocate though, may I interrupt? Yeah. yeah. Simple can be beautiful though. If mm -hmm. you have the right five, six, seven ingredients and they make a confluence of like a symphony of something beautiful where you get sweet, sour, savory, umami, maybe a touch of bitter all together. Those five things together is perfect flavor profile. So I think what Sean's saying is less is more sometimes And his hot take is if you have 30 ingredients, <laughs> what is every single one? What is the purpose of every single one of those ingredients? Yeah. Why do you need four or five different peppers? Why do you need four or five different sweet, savory, umami, bitter flavors. What, what's the point? We use a lot of, accomplish that with the less. We, we use a lot of pepper blends, but I do that because different peppers burn different parts of the mouth, you know? Definitely. Yeah. And I think that when you have a lot of ingredients, I mean, I'm a simple ingredient hot sauce maker, but when you have a lot of ingredients, they serve the purpose of your food doesn't have a lot going on, then you can bring True. that to the table. You know, if you're making a curry, you're doing it for the sauce, not for the, you know, chicken or vegetables or, or whatever else you have in there. But, uh, but yeah, I, it, at some point you're just, you don't, I don't know. You can hide mistakes when you have a lot of ingredients. So. <laughs> you're not wrong. I've learned that the hard way. <laughs> Most of our sauces are pretty minimal. Uh, our yeah, your masala. Sorry. Yeah. Our masalas are, has the most ingredients in it as an everyday we, product. We have a couple of sauces that have three ingredients. Yeah. I, I mean, I have tried your sauces yet. Yeah. And I'm, I'm well, really we can trade if right you right want, here. if you I want to trade out your sauces um, sound really interesting to me too. So yeah. especially made with kombucha, we, we uh, were going to make a sauce with kombucha a while back and then we just, things got away and we never got to it. And like, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm really intrigued by that. Yeah, yeah, but I've seen your labels before and I've seen like the ingredients and stuff. That's honestly when I see a new hot sauce maker or I or you see a hot sauce maker that's well established. Either way, when I see a hot sauce maker, the first thing I go to <laughs> is what are these ingredients? Like yes. where, what, and what, I, because as we, as we know as makers, you know, you have to list them in, you know, descending order yeah. of, yeah. you know. So I'm looking oh. at that. And I'm like, what, what's going on with this one? <laughs> if I see something that's like kind of comes out of left field, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah there there's a maker out of texas that does not list his ingredients uh in the sending order and it drives yeah. kind of batshit crazy i'm not but look in the beginning of all this i have no problem calling people out uh however uh you know I, I, i'm not gonna well, I mean, and honestly, it happens at every level. There's nothing like learning how to write a label to make you realize how much everybody is just screwing it up. 
Yes. Yeah. I, I bought some crackers at the grocery store the other day and, and I just really <laughs> quickly went down the list and was like, oh, there's no sugar in here. Awesome. And I bought it and I brought it home and I was like, yeah, this is a sour cream and onion that has no sugar. That's crazy. And then I looked a little bit more closely. One of the ingredients was sour cream and onion flavor. Oh, yeah. I was like, uh, no. Did you pick the sour cream and onion plant? Is that what you did? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So people that like to list molasses or uh, Worcestershire sauce or, you know what I mean? Molasses is one ingredient, but yeah, Worcestershire. Yeah. 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 Molasses like uh, brown sugar and something else. No. Molasses is a single ingredient. Yeah. What the hell am I thinking um, of? You're thinking brown sugar is sugar and molasses. Yeah, yes, I don't know. that is true. But it is still a single ingredient by FDA standards. Brown sugar is. But yeah. But yeah, soy sauce, that's question. another one you see all the time. Yeah. I I don't know how we did good introductions, I believe. I, I kind of want to know more about what you do. I'm like actually scrolling on the internet and like, oh, we have <laughs> a fifth person here that did. And then I, I'm like, what is what is this sauce here that I'm scrolling on? So I, I would love yeah. to know a little bit about you if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, I own I own Butterfly Bakery of Vermont. And it's it's always funny to me who has heard of us and who hasn't. And it's we just kind of do our thing and see what happens. Um, so we're trying to hire a marketing person right now. So maybe more people actually know who we are and what we're doing. But uh, so our thing is we use Vermont ingredients in everything we make. So it's not just hot sauce. We also make caramel, we make baked goods. We started as a bakery um, and we use Vermont ingredients everywhere. So part of the reason we make like those three ingredient sauces is they're there to emphasize the ingredients. And so you can taste the difference between the the peppers from this one farm at this one time and another one or you know one farmer got this crazy hybrid of a ghost pepper we call it a mystery pepper and it's like this fleshy sweet almost tastes like a cross between like a, a ghost pepper and a bell pepper which is like a really cool flavor um so we we kind of get to do that which is fun um we do all kinds of things. We're always experimenting and trying out new things. Um, we were on Hot Ones a couple times. We do a lot of co-packing. We're a co-packer as well. Um, so we make um, a lot of other brand sauces. Like uh, we make uh, Spicy Shark. We make uh, Sugar Bob's Finest Kind. We make Alchemy. Uh, Spicy Shark and Alchemy were just oh. on Hot Ones a couple seasons ago. We do um, We do some of the... Um, we do Vito the Try Guys. We make Keith's Chicken Sauce, Burger Sauce, Taco. And... Lots of other stuff. I'm Claire George. I own Butterfly Bakery of Vermont. We make hot sauce, mustard, cookies, and granola. And 100% of our products are made with Vermont ingredients. The thing that I hear most often from people is that my hot sauce tastes like the peppers that are in it. We do really simple recipes that don't get too crazy and nitpicky just to really accentuate the the flavor of the peppers that are in there. The unique thing about our hot sauces is how much we feature the farm and the relationship with the farm and really um, bring the terroir of Vermont to our hot sauces. I am pretty sure I am the number one purchaser of Vermont grown chili peppers. I would love it if there would be a legitimate pepper market in Vermont where people would know Vermont for its peppers. We're all better for supporting each other. You know, and I think 
that part really shows itself with the collaborations that I do with the other businesses and the other farms that, that I love working together and coming up with new ideas and presenting each other with new challenges. And I think overall that's the attitude here. And I absolutely love it because that's my attitude. I try to live my life with love. The ingredients that I use, I would say that my values are reflected in that, um, that I use ingredients that, again, feel good, feel loving, feel supportive. The relationship with the farmer was how it all began. If I changed the reason for it being, if I went out and bought some commodity peppers, you know, it might not be as good. <laughs> what, uh, what is your favorite and your least favorite sauces. And obviously you don't have to throw anybody under the bus. Oh, do it. No, no. Like no. But you're more than welcome to. <laughs> I'm eating, so I, I see it says favorite. What is your favorite sauce from your line too, right? Are you- Wait, did you get, you I had added a prep that. for this? You yeah, dude, he didn't you send didn't you the prep? Well, I no, didn't I know that Ryan was going to be on here. It just had Sean's name. Oh, yeah, that was that was my fault. <laughs> yeah, he just like unloads his heart, and he's like, "Yeah." Well, I guess I'll uh, see you guys later. No, but you're 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 stuck here now, man. You're you're Ryan, in for the hall. So I'm very happy to meet you, and I'm glad you're here. I will say I'm very grateful that you sent four of your sauces to Tim Pullman because two to three days a week, my lunch has your sauce on it oh thank you wow. well i'm that, gonna send I, you guys some too i wanted i wanted to tell you that too because you know because you sent them to tim but we all have like a community table in the back right there that we all like dig in on hot sauces and stuff like that that people send us and everything so it's awesome i had i had made a short rib shepherd's pie by the way Ooh. i took it to lunch and your hot sauce your your irish coffee hot sauce oh was yes. sitting there and I, I took it two days to lunch and I was like, this shit is so good. Thank you. That means a lot. Thank you very is much. That one, is that one a take on like a red eye, like a Southern gravy leftover coffee kind of thing? Or am so, I crazy? There's a story. To, the, the, the first three sauces we came out with were a grapefruit habanero, a pizza hot sauce, and then a red eye whiskey and coffee. And it's, now that we've got nearly 40 sauces, the whiskey and coffee hasn't been selling as well, but I couldn't get rid of it. So I made it a premium sauce. We do it as a micro batch and I add six times more whiskey in it now and reduce it to the same amount. So it's got way more whiskey flavor. And I toast up the R balls and I just am able to do more with the sauce and so that's what it is uh, yeah it it, once a year. it was so good on mashed potatoes and short rib though i'm telling you man it's so good thank you so what's the real question sean uh, so I, I like how you all are avoiding the question favorite <laughs> and least favorite hot sauce <laughs> right, so, the fuck? so all right so from my uh, from our line our my favorite hot sauce from our line is it's a mix between ghosted and shishito shishito is probably it's it's so hard they're so close uh shishito just took like the cake with as far as like complexity of flavor and like balance and everything like that for me um and our least favorite sauce out of our line uh <laughs> i think ryan knows um it's our very first one uh it's the habanero that's my least favorite sauce uh reason why is i just i i don't think it was developed enough i i think as i grew as a sauce maker too uh -huh. i i picked up a ton of like you know tips and trend and especially with fermentation and everything like that of what i can actually do and our sauce i feel like our line of sauces with each release has just matured so much 
and has just gotten exponentially better and what we can offer to our clients. We still have we still have customers that love Habanero. I still get online orders for it and stuff. So I'm not we're you know we've been talking about whether or not we were going to retire it or not. But it's just you know it, it's 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 hard because that's like a that was that was the firstborn, if you will. Right? Wow, I can't believe yeah. you said that right now. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm in the same boat. Tell me this. I'm in the same boat. I am in the same boat with my very first ever sauce. Like I, I think about getting well, rid of it all the time. Which one? mango? Mango uh, habanero. Well, that's why we just do that our red eye once a year. That's that's it. That one just... slaps though. That one slaps. <laughs> I think the thing about a habanero that Sean is underrating right now though is we really roast in like I'm on him like let's basically caramelize this garlic. Ooh. And it's a it's a roasted garlic habanero, and it's your everyday daily driver. It's a it's a good sauce. He did not tell me he was going to say this today, so you know what? I thought you Surprise, were gonna say I thought you were a cheese fries, <laughs> motherfucker. I thought that he was going to say a different flavor. To be honest, oh uh, no, Dadbot has actually grown on me. No, that wasn't it either. Oh wow, really? Wow, <laughs> I don't even know. We've made how many a hundred and something thousand bottles together and i don't know I, that's to me not the one that you like the least but all right yeah. what what is your favorite and least favorite then right well i only have favorites they're all my children <laughs> i'm no. not on a farmer's market they're right now no. my my favorite without a doubt is beat your meat beets real horseradish root porcini mushrooms a uh, fennel a little bit of fresno chili and it's a earthy tangy like perfect umami sauce um, yeah, everything sounds great except that fennel, yeah. man. Oh, you don't like that? I love fennel. No, man, not a well, fennel good thing fan. Fennel's fantastic. Good thing it's it's my favorite and not your favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's someone posted on a for love of hot sauce earlier about liking the bomb insanity. He got all these. Oh, it was it was both. I, it was double. It was both insanities. The, uh, yeah, yeah. I saw and that I'm just like today. I'm just like. You're not fucking eating it, so what the fuck does it matter what he likes or this person likes? You know what I mean? People are I, people are weird. I'm the creeper on those Facebook groups and uh, subreddits where I like I see everything, but Sean is is the handsome face and the guy <laughs> that will get into it with you and talk to you about it, and either give you information or uh, troll you a little bit. That's my favorite <laughs> thing to do. I think that Spike was asking about. In general, though, not just our spices or our sauces. What are our favorites or our least favorites? Yes. Oh, that was yeah. the. Oh my bad. I thought it's that a was a little bit desert. of both. It's both. <laughs> okay. so, so technically, your your favorite would be the desert island hot sauce, though, wouldn't it? Not necessarily. Sure. Forever. Yeah, desert island island hot sauce is the the most useful hot sauce on as many different foods as possible. You know what? I've honestly been agonizing over that question like for the past like week and a half too. Like I'm just, I have like over a hundred hot sauces downstairs on my shelves and stuff. And I just like, I use a bunch of them. There's a lot of them that I, that I'm like, I, I've done trades with people and I'm like, eh, it's just not my style, you know? And like, I have a lot of super hots that remain unopened because I just, the super hots in my, and my belly just don't go hand in hand. And yeah. I'm not, you know, I'll have a few, for like when friends come over and stuff like that, or even, you know, if Ryan and I take an edible and like, you know, it's a deal or something. Damn, you're just being honest. I love it. We have, we, if we're being honest, we have a rule too. We have two shelves, three shelves. I don't know that are unopened that we cannot open these sauces, even though we want to eat them. 
until we finish what we have. So last year's sauce circuit from like fiery food show and a few other hot sauce events, we ended up with a few, few cases of hot sauce and we've been going through it, eating it all and really enjoying it, but we can't open any new ones until we finish what we have. You know, I, we, I think there's at least two desert or uh, two high desert sauces on there. And there's, man, how many? Uh, I don't want to put all the brands out there because I don't have the shelves memorized, but there's at least 10 of them that I'm like, damn, I want to open this right now. Do you guys have to finish all the sauces you have or do you uh, do you throw some out? I've thrown a few out. It, it's gotten to the point where I'm just like, I, I have to be honest with myself, right? And like, it, yeah. It, it gets it's it's it gets real hard, especially when you're doing a, a lot of you know trade show circuits and stuff like that. Yeah, and people want to do trades with you and stuff. And I'm you know I I, I enjoy the networking and like I enjoy trying out different sauces and stuff. But lately, it, the first the the first year we were in business, I'm like yeah trade 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 trade. Let's yeah, do it. yeah. yeah. The second year, I'm just like yeah maybe yeah we can probably do that or whatever. And then I feel like. <laughs> Am yeah. I gonna use this? Like, I just I, <laughs> I don't see a place for this in my kitchen. So I got a question uh, yeah. for you. Regift it. Regift it. Yeah. Yeah. True. I got a question well, for I, you. Out of all the, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was I was just gonna say I, uh, you know, I've been getting a lot more sauce out of uh, out of this show, and and there's only so much we can have here at home, and I like tasting all of it, but I want to bring it in for my staff to finish, but I don't. I feel a little weird bringing in open bottles of sauce, you know, like it's not like you're going to take it home after I've opened it at home and tried it. So I've got, I got to figure out what we're doing with our stash. Just take it in for the yeah. place. Use the work. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, and it's not yeah. like it's going to go fat, right? Like it, it, you know, it might change. Oh the yeah. But yeah, no, we should just fill up the fridge and let people go to town on it. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, so I had a question. What out of all those sauces that you get, mm-hmm. what's the percentage that are just, not for you because that mine it's high it's it's really high <laughs> ryan might have a different answer than than i um i'm gonna say probably about 30 to 40 percent okay uh-huh. i tried I, low. I, I like a lot of i like a lot of stuff and i like the other here's the other hard part of it <laughs> i don't eat, i don't eat boring food at home i really truly don't like you know i cook a lot i make really good food and all my food is usually seasoned very well. You know, it, it may have spice already in it because I ferment other like things at home that I do that I chuck in there. So, you know, I, I try to use the hot sauces on certain things or plan meals around hot sauces that works for me the best sometimes. And I'm like, Ooh, maybe I'll throw some of this. I just made a curry. Maybe I'm going to throw some of this tikka hot masala on there and, you know, start going through it a little bit more. The tikka hot masala, by the way, Zach is like, kind of my limit on spice before it starts to like hurt the gut but i i love it yeah it's a great sauce yeah um but yeah i it's about 30 never heard of it what what sauce is that yeah i don't know i don't know man never heard of it so right you were shaking your head what is what's what percentage of sauces are just not for you that you guys get well first i had to go get a, a stuffed crust pizza really quick i don't think that sean actually answered his favorite it is least favorite hot sauces in the whole industry. But it's okay. It's so, all right. He skated. He skated. <laughs> he's really, he out, bro. Don't hey, he's don't a, think I didn't notice, dude. Don't think I didn't notice. Let's come back around. He just got to you before I did. So I'm gonna let that slide. I will answer the that question if Sean answers that question. 
Second of all, the percentage of sauces that Sean doesn't like, I think that he's lying a little bit. I think okay. it's a little bit higher. I think it's but a lot bit higher, honestly. That's but. okay. Uh, you know, you said it, Zach, not me. <laughs> Sean, if but, it makes you feel any better, for me, it's like 75 to 80%. I Yeah, I, I mean, know. the reality is we yeah. all started making hot sauce for a reason. Yeah. Because we couldn't find anything that we really, really, really love. So we make sauces to cater to our palate. If other people like it, fucking awesome. I mean, so it's okay to come up with a higher number. I'm right there with Spike. I do sauce crazy people. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I would say 50-50 for me. Uh, okay, I'll bump it up to 50. I'll bump it up to 50. Now that I think about it, you know, now that I think of, you know, oh, I have sauce too late for that. that. I have sauce sitting <laughs> down there from 2021 that I got at one of our very first hot sauce expos that I haven't even opened yet. And I'm like, eh, maybe. Yeah, we can yeah. do four four cases of hot sauce that show. Maybe a little bit more. We're like, yeah. oh, yeah. we we made it. People are trading sauce with us. We're <laughs> we made it. 50-50, I would say though, there's a thing that I like to say that that if it has a redeeming quality, I'll eat it. Like if there's a reason for it, it's good. But if it's just pepper, vinegar, salt, I'm good. Like I I I have that I we grew up in San Diego. Well, Sean's born and raised here. I was raised here. I was actually born in Corona, California, Spike. And I ah. think you said you're born in Riverside. Yep. So very close. So if you want a regular taco sauce, I'll just go to the taco shop and get it for free. Because you can get as many cups as you want. For yep, free. that's it. By the way, we're going to be out there uh, in January. And uh, we're going to be in Temecula. And I think so. We're going to, I already talked to Tim about visiting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. I'm going to Europe for like all of January. Oh, wow. <laughs> Brian will be there, though. What there is, is a, a possibility it might be February. Say that again. What is uh What are you doing in Temecula? That's where my in-laws live. Um, and we've still got all kinds of family oh. and friends out there. I spent most of my life in California. I thought you were going to tell me about a spicy event that I didn't know about. No, <laughs> no. no. Spike doesn't do those. He, he's anti-expo. So. Yeah, I, I heard that on one of the last one of the last podcasts I was listening to. You're, you're, you know, I know you're still, you know, debating between Portland and doing Portland and everything like that. So, no, I think we're going to do it. I mean, I have to check and see what we have money wise, but uh, yeah, sure. you know. But uh, it it still yeah. is about seven hours from us. So you yeah. guys are making Bro, money. <laughs> That's what Portland is a twenty four hour drive for me, and I am going to do that too. Awesome! Wow. Well, That's I, I'm getting a. I, I don't fly. I fucking refuse. I won't do it unless I absolutely have to. So it's I will drive. Blair, do you do it? Do I do shows? Not really, and. We we got our start with the farmers market and here in town, but we only did the one um, in Montpelier. And I've so I do the New England hot sauce uh, show yeah. um, in uh, New Hampshire. Um, I do that because we actually we go back for the guy who runs it. And the first year he was like, "You have to come," and, and I was like, oh, "I don't want to." And then I did, and I was like, "Okay, this was actually a good thing, and we'll keep doing it." But I thought about the mm -hmm. expos. I I have a family of you know I got small kids, so I'm always just this like balance of like yeah. what's worth our time, and I'm kind of hoping with hiring a marketing person that we'll be able to. I don't know. But we'll do more. I think it's a good thing. We should do it. Yeah. I, I don't, I've only, I've only done the West Coast hot sauce experience. That's, right. <laughs> That's when Sean met you too. That's the only one you ever did. Yeah. <laughs> the only one I'm going to signed up at Albuquerque. 
dude, it's it's always like okay. For instance, Albuquerque, you guys know the the flow of people that go there. You're gonna tell them to fuck Her- off for two days. I mean, I might. That's part of the problem. Like, the guy that was helping me has small kids and a wife, a house, and a mortgage. It's not like he can bounce out for five days. You know what I mean? So it's like, do I really want to go do three 10-hour days and deal with all these fucking people by myself? Yeah. No. Because I'm going to be a grumpy dick, dude. You know what I mean? And people are going to think I'm an asshole. That's part of your charm, bro. Lean into it. (laughs) I know. But if you know me, it's different. If you're a customer dealing with it it's you know what i mean it's yeah i don't know yeah i'm just i'm just like you but i have a sean yeah see i don't have a sean i I have a dana but if i take the dana if i take the date if i take the dana then that's five days of income that she's not making you know what i mean so it's like it's got to be worth my while to go the fuck out there like i'm not coming back with 12 grand it's it's pointless yeah it makes sense (laughs) that's kind of the hard part about you know, running a small hot sauce company and, and, and doing those, you know, trying to get, you know, these shows and get your brand out there more and stuff like that. And, you know, we've, we've been in the game almost three years now. And that's one of the reasons why we, we took a very direct approach to farmer's markets. Cause here in San Diego, we have really good weather pretty much almost year round. Yeah. So th- we're grateful for that. And, you know, I, I, we kind of capitalized on that and we have so many farmers markets in San Diego with and within the County and stuff like that. And then we haven't even tapped the LA market yet or anything like that. I don't even know if we're going to just because it's just another level of logistics and headache and all sorts of stuff. But you know, that that's the hardest part, you know, of the balance that comes into it of like, how, how much do I go grow this brand and how much do I like take time for myself too? We are actually wow. talking about doing more farmers markets because there's a bunch up in Spokane, about an hour north of us, and so we're. Ta- so, I just I can't do it, man. I'm gonna have to send. They're it. so taxing, man. Well, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing about <laughs> sending a people to a farmer. Like for instance, they got like built-in clientele with fucking San Diego overflowed with people. But if you're sending people to Washington, what what happens if they don't sell enough to fucking cover their their wages? Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, they would. Yeah, I mean, that's not guaranteed, man. Yeah. Well, and and then it's also a question, even if you don't make enough money off of it, it's a marketing thing. You know, here in Vermont, we have a ton of tourists. So that's, you know, we get the tourists who take go back home, buy it on our website. And, you know, how much does that turn into? And where does that factor into the cost of doing it? I just did an event this weekend, which wasn't even a selling event. And I don't even want to talk about how much I spent to do that event. But we're very lucky. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, we've had events where, you know, we've spent a giant amount of money in and then we barely broke even. And we're like, whoo, that was a lot of work. We do one of those. I'm not going to say what event it is, but we do one of them and we did it purely for the exposure and everything. But it felt like we were being kind of taken to the cleaners on like the booth rental and stuff like that. And (laughs) it was a a sponsorship. It was yeah, it was a sponsorship. It was very low, very big local event. And Ryan's right, it was mostly a sponsorship. We got you know radio shoutouts and stuff like that. Um, but I know exactly what event that was. I do. Too. <laughs> I'm not I gonna say no. I know all about that event. So anyway, we you know that's the thing about farmers markets though too is we have a very rigorous training program for our employees in order to be able to make the money that we need and keep 
keep it flowing and stuff like that. Like we're very hands-on. We still have, you know, we, we, we have employee turnover. We have employees that, you know, kind of shit the bed sometimes at markets and stuff like that. But as long as if it's not trending downward and stuff, that's like where it's kind of like, we understand the, the ebb and flow of farmer's markets and everything. Um, It's more so, you know, it's a very big training thing that you really have to, to drill into them and then if I don't hire based on experience, when I hire people, I'm like, I look at their personality first and foremost. If you yeah. can't, if you can't, if you can't sell me on your personality, how are you going to sell the sauce? Like, yeah. I need to know that you're a very friendly person. You're outgoing because we, we have very not, what's the word? Our, our branding isn't for everybody. We have a sign in our front <laughs> that says, are you DTS? The first yeah. thing that people see. And it's not for everybody. And if you can't, you know, lean into that. And I, 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 when I'm training employees, I'm like, I want your personality to come out. I want you to be off color sometimes. I don't want you to be crass. You know, I want you to have that lean into the brand of what we are and, and like, and joke around with people. I don't want you to be a, a car salesman being like, and then here's our next model and like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I want you to have a personality to it. Yeah, that's the most important thing. We have a a very good farmer's market here, and uh, we uh, love it. Um, And that's kind of been the basis. And the employees that we have working yet, I would probably want to send out because they're fantastic. Um, And my lead bottler runs, uh, does it with us, and they do. I mean, they just push our sauce so hard. Yeah, um, I'll turn next and look next to me because I'm at that farmer's market. I'll turn and look next to me and they're just killing it one after another. And it's just amazing yeah. to see. We we had an employee like that um, who ended up falling in love and moving to Florida. And, you know, and he was a he was an amazing employee. And so much so he's an amazing employee. We still talk to him and we're actually flying him out to Albuquerque to help us during the Fiery Foods Festival because we know he can handle the volume. He's just a stellar salesman. And we just fly them out to help us so we can do more networking, more, more everything, you know, that we need to do as, as business owners to get in, like wholesale accounts, you know, talk to other makers, stuff like that. Yeah. So that way we have our booth covered. And it's, you know, last year when we did Albuquerque, it, it, it it's draining, man. When you're doing trade yeah. show and you have a flood of yeah. retail people coming in and they're just it's literally one right after the other because we're we're running down the whole line of sauces we're like and here's this and here's this and like you know and we have a cadence to it so like after a giant 10 hour day like that it's it's draining and then you got to do it three days so yeah and remember to eat in the process of all that (laughs) well we're we're right next god of luck with lucky dog so uh, he he was bringing he was bringing margaritas we were bringing him margaritas it was the whole it was fun like we that's awesome I love Scott. Yeah. yeah, so we completely got off topic, but that's <laughs> the questions the are just the the questions aren't set in stone. We can skip them. We can move on. You know what, man? This is the this is the podcast I prefer. It's kind of free fall. We're just yeah. having a good time. It's not yeah. structured. It's not like all right, let's free guy. Yeah, this I is mean, what I prefer. This is and this is why I say that the the questions are only for us to jump off of, and and they're not there for. A, a, a strict structure 
Flavor Balance Heat, the podcast for hot sauce lovers and makers, is brought to you by Irish Spike's unique hot sauces and Vandal Pepper sauces. I'm Spike, the owner and executive saucier. Our sauces are handmade in the Pacific Northwest using the best possible ingredients. We believe that hot sauce equates to a balance of sensational heat coupled with a robust and complex flavor profile. Live your hottest life with Irish Spike's. Irish Spike's unique hot sauces and Vandal Pepper sauces are available at saucecult.com. Do you have a Desert Island hot sauce? The problem Me? is we, Sean and I, and all of y'all, we could go, this could be a double episode. because Hot sauce talking, for hours. Yeah, for I real. Mean, Spike's a chef, Sean's a chef. I respect the hell out of Zach and, and Claire. I still, I want to know more of the story about the Taco Vibes Olman because I'm a sucker <laughs> for Taco Vibes sauce, a taco sauce. Well, and if I you're mean, into the I heat, can, yeah, that one, will, could, that one won't disappoint. Day, I can uh, I can break it open for you real quick and tell you what it's all about. Yeah. yeah but, have, you, uh, have you tried that one yet? Not Zach? yet. No. no. Well, I it's, haven't really been. It's. I'm just now being yeah. able to eat hot shit. So. Literally yeah, five minutes before we started oh, the podcast, these showed up, <laughs> and I'm so excited. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> They're all sitting right in front of me. As, <laughs> as you were mentioning your products, I was like, uh, should I pick it up? So, yeah, Dana fucked that bag of granola up in like four minutes. She tried it. She was like, oh, my God, I need more of this. <laughs> it was immediately on Claire's website, like shopping. I'm like, hey, let's, well, let's and it try was some funny. other it thing. It wasn't, it wasn't her, but like, as Zach was saying that to me, somebody bought like a 15 pound bag of that granola on my website. Ooh. And I was like, I was like, Oh, was that, was that her? Did she, was she not willing to tell you that? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's smoked onion. That maple smoked onion sauce is yeah. fucking amazing. I've had uh, that awesome. one before. Thank you. That is really good. I want to know you. about the, about the Gustard too. Yeah. Gustard, 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 are you familiar eyes. with the band Guster? Do you know, do you know the band? No. The uh, so Guster's an awesome band, Genre. one of my favorites. They it's it's a bit, um, uh, I'd say the closest uh genre would be like you know, uh, adult contemporary alternative, that sort of genre, but they've been around for 20 years. So it really kind of runs the gamut. They are, so they're out of new England. They formed in Boston. Um, but they, they're all, they tour all over the country. Uh, one of the last times I saw them was out in San Francisco. Um, but two of the band members live here in Vermont. And so my husband and I went to their band or I went to a show and we often will just give goodie bags to bands when we go to shows. And, yeah. um, and so we sent some to the back cause you know, Guster favorite band, all that. Um, one yeah. of the songs was our like first dance song at our wedding. And, uh, so we send it to the back. Uh, sometimes we get a shout out from stage. Sometimes we get nothing. We didn't get anything. They have a pretty like uh, scripted sort of show. That was fine. We just enjoy sending it back. And then randomly on Facebook Messenger, I got a message from Ryan Miller, the uh, the the lead singer of Guster. And um, and so we started chatting and and he was saying how much he loved mustard. And and then my husband was like, well, he loves mustard. Guster. And I was like, oh, I'm going to tell him that. And my husband was like, no. And I was like, oh, too late. But uh but yeah, so then Ryan and I started working on different ideas. We thought about a hot sauce. We we've done some hot sauces with them now since then. But that first one was Gustard. It's a spicy pickle mustard. And it's um it's just it's great. I, I really enjoy pickles. I just enjoy doing it. Yeah, is that that's what you have with you, right? Oh that's what we God. sent you. I'm gonna taste yeah. it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sit there and talk about it. Let me not try it. So Claire, you and the Dana are best friends already, and you don't even know. <laughs> that's awesome. I'd love to meet her. 
Oh Claire, my I'm god! Buy a bunch of stuff on your website, right? As we're done here, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, and we can trade too. I mean, I'll send you some trade. You're, you're welcome to buy, of course. But, um, but yeah, I'll send you some stuff, and and we do we do a wide variety of things. So, um, some of it spicy, so, some of it not. Actually, you know what? I just so my birthday's tomorrow, and my husband oh, made me some brownies. Birthday. And thank Police. you, thank you, thank you. Um, but my husband made me some brownies, and he took. Um, we have a spicy dark chocolate caramel that the previous owners of the caramel company made and it's new England spicy. It's like a pinch of cayenne, like for an entire pot. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and we're like, we're actually a spicy foods company. Like we can't, we can't actually do this. So we've been reinventing the recipe using our own like uh housemade chipotle and all that. And so, but he swirled that spicy dark chocolate caramel into the brownies. And I just had some right before coming down here and so good. So good. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, the, the garlic dill jalapeno and cucumber and mustard really had me. Yeah. So, yeah. Spike. What does it taste like? Uh, it's I don't know how to describe it. I taste the. I, I just you know what? Let me just say all I can think is I can't wait to get some really good sausage. Yeah. No. It's yeah. it's fantastic for sausage. It's actually really good for salad dressing too because like well the heat you know the amount of dressing you use in a sa- or the amount of mustard you use in a salad dressing is not like you know, enormous, but it kind of adds, you know, the effect of black pepper, but like a little bit more and a little, and even my, uh, my mother-in-law is not a spicy foods person. That's her go-to dressing mustard. There, yeah. that's it. Ooh. And that's the uh, album artwork from their last album. Ugh. From the Look Live album. Oh, dude. Isn't that, so I did that. Um, <laughs> I sent a message to, we, we, we do the hot sauce for skating Polly and I just mentioned something about hot sauce on one because they were they were doing something with hot sauce and then we ended up doing their hot sauce and one of my favorite bands the kills we did uh well we didn't do their hot sauce but i just asked allison mosshart if she would do one of our labels because she does beautiful art and put that on our put did the art for our label and i just um it's the queen of hearts the lemon pepper habanero did i Oh, that's to try that? one of the ones I've, I don't have. Yeah, I, I've got, I've, I think I've got that one. That was really nice. Also, I want to. My, try that. my, my favorite so far is different than Sean's. Yeah, Ryan likes the Calabrian one. Oh, that oh yeah, yeah. Every single ingredient that I love: Calabrian chilies, black garlic, and uh, balsamic. The way that you did the balsamic and the texture in that, I, I drink it. It's, Thank it's you. Almost, it's almost <laughs> yeah. done. Honestly, I'm the, I, I, I think I, the coffee one, I, I do like your green mole too. I thought it was really good, Thank but you. I think the, the coffee one, the queen of pirates, it's queen of pirates, right? Yes. Uh, I think that one just stuck with me the most because when I put it on the, the, the shepherd's pie, it just like clicked. And so it's just like, damn. You know, last time we were talking about how, uh, and I'm sure you guys have this happen, where uh, you make a sauce and then three months, you know, it's like you're in love with it and love with it and love with it. And yeah. You know what's wrong with it. Three mm-hmm. months later, the yeah, green mole. I've got a couple of changes I need to make for it for yeah. next because there's we, just a couple things that bug me. Yeah, we make subtle changes like that too. Where we're like, you know, one of one of the changes that we've made recently was uh, smoking hot date. Just had a little bit too much smokiness to it, and you know, Ryan, Ryan kind of 
Ryan and I kind of went back and forth on it because I was like, it's our best seller hot sauce. Like, how do we like how do we can't change it because people love it and stuff like that. And yes, but, you can. You want to know why? Because the general public has no fucking idea. You're right. You're right. Nobody no, 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 knows. Tell right. them, Zach. Tell them, Zach. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that to be a dick. <laughs> I'm not saying that to be a dick by any means, man. Like we've, I mean, over the years, our, our sauces used to be very thin. You know, I, I'm always like making tiny little adjustments yeah. to make it a little bit better. You know what we I mean? It, we want it to be what we want. Like, and we, and you know, the first iteration of a sauce may come out really damn good, but then you're like, but I wanted this to shine a little bit more. Uh, I wanted this flavor profile to be a little bit more pronounced. I wanted the the sodium or the the sugar to be a little bit more balanced. You know that that sweetness. So I, I I get it. And you know we we ended up doing it, and it came out really really good. And I think it it came out much better. And uh, we've done you know little subtle tweaks here and there with certain sauces. And I think we finally, as we've progressed as sauce makers, we've we've really kind of nailed down what we do. And and now with every next sauce that we release it's kind of like we already have that knowledge in our head especially when it comes to fermentation and stuff and like how we're going to be playing with the flavor profiles so it just makes everything easier later on oh shit except for one except for one i would say we have one sauce that i've heard spike say is i haven't tried the unicorn blood but how you i think recently you said that you're trying to like did i beat unicorn blood is it better yeah. than that or is it worse yeah. than that? That's Shishido sauce that Sean made from his brain. And I will say that one thing he never talks about is his love for Japanese uh, cuisine and his depth of background in there. And how many times I've gotten some of the best sushi at home of my life for free because he <laughs> made it because he felt like it. And he goes down uh, to Point Loma and to some of the places where they have fresh caught fish and he does that and oh. that shishito sauce the first time that we both tasted it we said shit that's it yeah and and i i don't know he won a scream with mimi for it first place and that is the one that the only one that we're like damn that's it that's it there's uh, no tweet and you yeah, so you but, you put that on on your sushi oh yeah oh my god it's so it's so it, Good. It's so hard to find a sauce that goes well on sushi. I think yeah. Uh, we, yeah, I, I like to use. Um, we've got one that is a seasonal now, but it's our uh, carrot ginger, and I like to put a little bit of that on there. Yeah, but I, there's really I, I couldn't. I can't think of any of our other sauces. I would maybe the Angry Zen. We've got a, but that one's fairly new, and I haven't tried it on sushi yet. So we'll, we'll sauce, change your life. It's okay. The sauce itself <laughs> actually like designed around Japanese cuisine and meant to go on sushi, dumplings, uh, any uh, pokey even. It can go really good in ramen. And the reason why is because we have that, the yuzu doesn't dominate the flavor profile. So the yuzu is that like, yuzu goes really good on sushi. Like when you have like yeah. nigiri and stuff, they brush it on and, you know, they have like little flavor profiles. And I also put fresh, it's very expensive but it's worth it. I put fresh shiso leaves in it. Um, and we have to special order those. Um, and that, that like, I like to call shiso the Japanese basil. Cause that's really what it like. It has such a unique flavor yeah. profile to it. Um, and that comes through with the yuzu at the same time, you get kind of the, uh, um, the roasty fermenty flavors of the shishitos 
And it's just, it's, it's a very well-balanced sauce that I, I was actually very proud of the very first iteration. The other ones are of like, Hey, we tweaked this one and stuff like that. But that was kind of like a damn, got it. I love that. I, I want to try that one. Oh, yeah. Sounds. I, I've always, I've always been kind of anti shishito. They're big in new England because they're not very <laughs> spicy. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then I recently had a shishito hot sauce and I was like, well, crap, I, I need to be doing this because they grow really well, angry what goat. Did you do with it? So I got a question. It was, it was the it. angry goat. I had that. Yeah. Oh, well, we won first place in New York at the hot sauce expo for best Asian style sauce with the roasted shishito. I want to, I want to try that. That, yeah. that sounds fantastic. Mushrooms. So does like one yeah. bottle out of every 10 or 20 like light you up? <laughs> no, we blended up. There are hot yeah. so like. You know, sometimes it might have a little little extra kick or whatever, but it's not that bad. Yeah. We had we had a good amount of jalapeno to it, and depending on the season, I don't know how where you guys get jalapenos, but for us, I feel like being closer to the source, you'll get that batch where it's it, that'll light you up. I remember two batches ago, Sean and I decided to take a bite out of the jalapenos because they were so big and thick, and I was like, God, damn, that's hot for a jalapeno! <laughs> like I was very surprised. And uh, yeah, so there, there's a little bit of tingle of heat present, but we emulsify the product, the the ferment, the mash with the, all the other post-ferment ingredients to where it's all a consistent heat level. So you're not going to get one out of 10 where <laughs> like if you're, if you're at a, a Spanish or Japanese restaurant and you get the shishitos, uh, you're just going to eat one and it'll light you up like a, a wing roulette. So what I'm curious. Talking? Yeah, what's okay. up? Okay. I'm curious. Um, Do you guys... What's your process with the ferment? Do you guys ferment the the peppers by themselves and then blend them? Do you guys ferment everything together and then uh, and then make it? So like when you're tweaking, it's like a 30-day process every time. How do you guys, what's your process there? So we, our mash is uh, most of our ingredients. Like I would say 95 plus percent of our ingredients, like onions. It, it depends upon different batches. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't have like a base fermented pepper that we use in all of our sauces. We we literally most of why our simplify your life. What's that? <laughs> I said why simplify your life. Yeah, why not? Why do that when I can make my life harder? You know. Yeah. Um, I think um, the 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 real reason though he's going to get to in a second, but Zach, it's for depth of flavor. For yeah, Sean, tell him just just tell him. Don't take shit uh, from yeah, this guy. So we add right. we add uh. With most of our sauces, there's uh, I don't think there's any sauce that doesn't have at least one or two post-ferment ingredients that we add because we don't want to ferment that and we want that flavor profile to come a little bit higher because when you ferment everything together, uh, it can kind of, you know, homogenize the flavor profiles and, you know, you have that depth of flavor with everything. Uh, but there's one flavor profile that we might need to add post-ferment that we can do that and it is a little bit more pronounced that helps it like shiso or yuzu like i add that post ferment i don't ferment the shiso leaves in there because they're lost in the sauce yeah right right or it'll be too bold sometimes where like that shiso leaf flavor is very pronounced so it might come through too much whereas a fresh shiso leaf <clears throat> added post ferment will blend in nicely and be a footnote where mm. it's that extra right. third or fourth layer where you're like, oh, and that's rounding out perfectly because of this reason. And, and I imagine there's a little bit more control 
with what you add at the end versus what yes. you yes so you have that base with the mash um it's funny too because we have we have ryan's favorite sauce that he likes of ours is the beat your meat and mm -hmm. uh, we that is a blood sweat and tears hot sauce because <laughs> preparing like, I'm, I'm i'm literally scrubbing peeling and grating 75 pounds <sighs> of radish root and it sucks so, I'm crying. My eyes are burning. My my, it's getting in my nostrils. I have to wear a, a respirator to do that. Yeah. And then if I get too close to it, my eyes just sting. There, but that's there's that's, also yeah, that's an example versions. that we put into the ferment. Um, yeah, that the flavor profile tones down a lot more because when you ex when you expose horseradish root to oxygen, the flavor profile comes. You know, it, it loses its its potency. Um, mm -hmm. So. That was going to be my question because yeah, where the burn comes from. I've been mm -hmm. wanting to work it's, with it's, it. It's response to uh, the environment of you're trying to kill me. So that's where that that burn, whether it's nasal if you're ingesting it, or if in our case where we used to hand chop it, and Sean has like bare paws for hands and can chop <laughs> the hell out of horseradish. And I I have a couple of calluses, but nothing like uh, a chef. How old are we? <laughs> 17 years now yeah the best investment we ever made one of the is a roboku putting the horse rider shoe there but that's where the respirator comes in to play yeah, yeah. sean goes and he hits his life for 45 minutes because and he has baby blue eyes and they're beautiful you get a little <laughs> bit under the mask and he hates like he can't even cut onions it's that bad because yeah. of how beautiful his eyes are <laughs> by 10 horseradish and both of those ingredients are in the same sauce and this last week we did it at the same time that is the most meticulous hateful sauce we have but i love it the most because <laughs> it's it's actually mild it tastes great because that that burn for when you rip apart the molecules of the horseradish once you ferment it, you get all of the flavor of it, but none of the, damn, my nose is on fire like a wasabi because the American wasabi is horseradish with yeah. food coloring. Right. But it's a good sauce. Yeah, Spike, you the, said you've been wanting to work with it? I was I was looking at it at one point as part adding it to, but I know that it doesn't can well. And so I was, I was concerned about it. And then I got distracted never went <laughs> a theme sometimes yeah it, it's funny for me uh all the vermont horseradish i've ever worked with i love it but it just tastes sweet to me like it just it and i don't know really? and i don't know if it's just because you know we're cooking it and processing it mm. you know and and it so it loses that you know that burn or if it's something about the vermont horseradish but it is just it is just all sweet when i buy prepared horseradish I've got the burn and the intensity and all of that, but all the Vermont, you know, just straight from the root horseradish just tastes like it's a really nice sweetness. And I could see how fermentation would really develop that flavor, yeah. but it, um, it just is always, it's a sweet ingredient to me. It plays really well with the beets because the fermentation yeah. take those sugars and take that sweetness out of it. It's one of the reasons yeah. why, the, why the kombucha actually helps balance the sauce more because there's there are residual sugars in the kombucha that helps it you know balance the the all the sugars that the fermentation pulled out you know and it when it plays really well with the beets uh, and the earthiness of it, it it comes across really well so yeah no, that sounds fantastic I'm excited you think about it's that maybe one. eating too much Worcestershire sauce your whole life me me uh, yeah yeah. Maybe the, that's uh... it. <laughs> 
it's like, oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I it know always flavor. What the hell? It always blow. It kind of blows me away. I taste it, and and I'm just like, mm, sweet, sweet horseradish. It's great. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> like I don't. Yeah, it's like something missing. Like I, you know, maybe it's like opposite from the cilantro problem. Like I just horseradish just genetically tastes sweet to me or something. I don't know. Yeah. But highly recommend the respirators. We when we do uh taco vibes only, we have to wear PPE. We wear we've got yeah. those uh Uline acid respirators and uh and full PPE gear and goggles and all that. Yeah. Of there's levels. All right. So I mean, let's... The, the, oh go the ahead. First time we did some of the sauces that we kind of just said fuck it. It's not fun. <laughs> and then you learn a lesson. Yeah. We we had a guy in our kitchen who got Taco Vibes only under his contact lens. <gasps> yeah. Sean yeah. He contacts. just look at his face right now. You know. <laughs> I was like, I, he he just he just left. He just ran out the door and people were like, I what mean, happened? And he was like, Yeah, and what are you gonna do? Like you just you gotta go right then. Yeah. <laughs> when we do any of the sauces where we're using the super hots, I always like, we're still using a beer kettle and uh I always mm-hmm. just I have a procedure. I teach our employees, you know, run it through the, don't try and spray it out, put it in the dishwasher, run it, leave the room. Dude, that's the worst part with the sprayer. Yeah. Yeah. Spray it and aerosolize. We we have a hood. We have a hood over our sink now. Everyone out. And I I used to share, we used to share a kitchen. And so, I mean, we still do a temp, but everybody's used to the spicy. But when we shared a kitchen with like bakers and stuff like that, when we did a shared kitchen rental, <laughs> we would just, everybody hated us when we had to do our ghosted <laughs> sauce because they just, we, <laughs> I, I had to teach our employees, don't use the sprayer, use the, use the, uh, uh, just running water, like where it's not like aerosolizing yeah. it. Yeah. It, just, it smokes the entire kitchen out. And I'm like, oh my yeah. God. And so cold, cold water yeah. helps too. Yeah. Just use cold, cold water, water is the way to do it. Cold water is the way to do it. Yeah, but I figured but, out. So we have a thirty-gallon beer kettle, and I was worried when I got went up to thirty gallons that it wouldn't fit in the dishwasher, and luckily it does. So I don't oh, spray it out at all. I put it nice. in there, run it, and then it it cleans it out a little bit. I run it again; it cleans it out a lot more. Then I pull it out, spray it out, put it back in, and run it one more. Wait, time. Yeah, so it doesn't it doesn't aerosolize the the uh, yeah. it uh, does yeah. it all inside. It yeah. barely comes out. Lucky, what's that like? Having a- <laughs> well, yeah, there's a different P- way to do it. Than Here's like my that. dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, PP. Well, we- I think uh, I missed uh, it. How do you do it, Spike? Oh, uh, we put it in the dishwasher. So it's a, we still use a beer kettle. So we put it in, run it twice, pull it out, spray it out, run it, put it back in. It works a lot easier. But we're about ready to upgrade to a steam jacketed kettle here. And so, yeah, have fun cleaning screwed. that. Yeah. So, so you, yeah, do spray, you spray it, it down with, uh, with, sorry, go ahead. No, Claire, go ahead. Oh, After I was just going to say, when you do, spray it down with cold water and close it. And just let it let it steam itself yeah. when it's still yeah. hot right at the end. Just put it, and yeah. then open it back up, and then it, it's all loose and it'll come right off. I think Zach said throw yeah. ice in there. Yeah, well, yeah. you have a, a fancy dishwasher that you could close the lid and push it through. Yeah, just a oh, restaurant wow. restaurant dishwasher, well, but luckily it opens more, so it's a big. It's a thirty gallon kettle, but we're. I mean, it just barely fits in there, and I was like, yes, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I worked well, we, at the, the VA running the kitchen there when I was younger. Sorry, Zach. I'm not trying to interrupt you. And we had, uh, it was like a 30-foot line of that style of dishwasher. And it was the coolest thing ever, but 
whenever employees would call out <clears throat> and they were all my father's age and I was like 24, 25 being the boss. It's like, okay, well, all these employees called out. I guess I have to wash the dishes. It wasn't as fun then, but <laughs> it was like a big giant conveyor belt. And I wish if we had that now for what we do at our, our hot sauce op- operation, my eyes would not be as teary for sure. And yeah. I would be a lot happier. We, my, we my made our life. Too. It, it made our life a lot easier when we put a hood over our ditch pit. It, it it really helped kind of keep it contained. It's not pleasant for the dishwasher, but it's reasonable for everybody else. Yeah, that makes sense. So I do need to know a couple things real quick. First of all, because you've been toiling over it, I got to know the Desert Island hot sauce. All right. So let me read it out, though, because I changed the, the, the question. Yeah. So I don't what is have your de- the questions. I'm going to read it out one. so you have it. What is your desert island hot sauce? This is the scenario. A cruise ship, you were on sunk, and you're the sole survivor <laughs> stranded on a desert island. Tons of amazing foods from the ship wash ashore, so you can have pretty much anything. All right? But the ship carried only one hot sauce, and it's an entire palate. It washes ashore. What sauce do you want it to be? It can't be one of yours, and it can't be one of ours. Okay, so... I think I figured it out. It's probably going to be the Old Bones smoked garlic and chili. Hmm. Have you heard of Old Bones Co? No. Yeah, I haven't. Not no. had not had anything from them. Interesting. So okay. Their smoked garlic one, really good on a lot of different things. Super, super good. Their green sauce too. Sean hates green sauce. Don't sleep on that one either. There's a touch of cumin in there. Yeah. But uh, nice. I didn't think about this at all before now. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit. Yeah, I would say it's honestly the truth is had all those foods. I would be finding the California burritos, the carne asada burritos, the bacon cheese burritos, all the the nachos and fries I could. My cruise ship island is that what we're calling it? Desert island hot sauce. De- desert island. High desert island hot sauce. <laughs> El Perro Fortunato from, from Lucky, Lucky Dog Hot Sauce. Hayward, California. Scott is the man. Yeah. I, I love yeah. taco sauce beyond all belief. And I know some of his other sauces that uh, Fuego Box one and the other mustard one that everybody loves. Those are out of this world good. But for me, straight taco sauce, El Perro, Fortunato. That sauce is my favorite taco sauce in the world. And awesome. That's it. So, nice. which brings us to, let's do uh, our hot sauce show and tell. Now, oh, we're not going to do, we're not going to do hot takes. Uh, how are we going to do it? How are we not going to do an episode with hot takes? Okay, we can do hot takes. We got to do that, hot takes and hot sauce show and tell. Sean, what is your hot take? Uh, I, I, I tried to loop it in with the. Uh, um, oh, that's right. The, uh, what, what makes a good hot sauce? Basically, my hot take is stop overcomplicating your sauces. Yeah, I agree. Just right. have some have some like balance and flavor and don't try to throw everything don't try to throw the kitchen sink into it, you know? I agree. Ryan? Yeah. Blair? He's like a buying time. So we always <laughs> <I didn't laughs> think about it. Because we're on he, here every week, we kinda all have it. Now Claire may have one. Well, I, I actually do have one oh. since you know I'm still new to the, the show. I've you know I haven't worn through all of them yet. I was thinking about this the other day. I just got back from Washington, DC and I ate in a breakfast in a in the hotel breakfast, awful food, and they had Tabasco out. And so many people, so many people criticize Tabasco. And I feel like 
you know, it's, it's not my favorite sauce. It's not my, like, it's, it's not the one my go-to, but I feel like if Tabasco came out now as like a brand new sauce, I mean, it's three year barrel aged in Jack Daniels barrels. Like people would be all over that. And, and so I feel like Tabasco has its place in the world. They are the OG fermenters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, over a hundred years. I still like, that's why it's a hot on that boat. It's a great ingredient. It's not a sauce. That's why it's a hot take. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Been around for over a hundred years. Though, yeah. So. No, it's, yeah. yeah you got to give yeah. them credit for that. Absolutely. And you know what? They're, some of they're... their other sauces are excellent. Honestly. Oh yeah. yeah they're a 15 year reserve or what are 15, it's a 15 year reserve. I don't know. We had a reserve here at the house that my husband bought and it was fantastic. Yeah. The Chipotle has comfort food vibes for me. It's like, I used to yeah. Yeah. toss that into it and. It's so good. Yeah. All right. So Ryan, are you going to have one or no? It's okay if you don't. We can. We're going to have you on again because you guys. There's no way we're doing one episode of this at some point. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) if I wasn't getting, if I wasn't getting grumpy, we definitely could could go all fucking night. Well, we love you, grumpy. it's a day that ends in why grumpy gills. Can you hear this? (laughs) (laughs) Brian, what's your hot take? Because I want to know this now. So my hot takes. It's it's very hard because. You've already covered some of my pet peeves a lot. I think one of my my hot takes is people that see the word kombucha and freak the fuck out. So don't judge, prejudge kombucha. That's my hot take. <laughs> there you I go. love it. That's <laughs> awesome. Nice. nice. Yeah. All right. So hot sauce show and tell. I got mine. Yeah. So yeah. Now- All right. Do I go first then? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I brought three and I'll go through them quickly. Ones that I've been using. Uh, the first one. Actually, David from Hob Sauce mentioned Zindru chili oil. Oh, um, yeah. As nice. at the West Coast Hot Sauce Festival uh, a couple years back. And after I tried this, it was, I just got this jar in with three other jars. I order it at like the giant packs at a time because I go through it so much. And it's super good on like, because I make a lot of meal preps and stuff with like ground turkey and rice and stuff like that. And it goes really, really good on 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 that stuff uh it goes good on a lot of things but it's like probably one of the best chili oils i've had zach haven't had yours so i can't you know taste that yet but the next one i brought is a uk sauce it's called balefire Mm -hmm. this one is a guy out of the united kingdom uh he's part of the fermented hot sauce society uh his sauces are really really good good and he does everything from like he makes his own beer he makes his own vinegar he does everything from scratch and it's like really really awesome and refreshing and you can really taste the 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 passion in his sauce we we brought three sauces today we brought is is the third one uh is the third one is the third one dark fire no can you go downstairs afterwards (laughs) go get that that creamy stout one that's my i tag all these so i'll tag them for sure third one is going to be sabrak jeff barker out of uh australia um, this dude is an ama- I've been I've been blasting through this one. It's his bespoke uh, fermented hot sauce with honey in it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does a lot of collabs with local local people to him. But he he was he has been an inspiration. Spike, I'll go into the next question too. He, he's been a very big. <laughs> I, I'm really good at, at, at tying in. You know, he's been a very big influence in in helping get uh, the business off the ground. Um, he was one of the first guys that I talked to on the fermented hot sauce society that really helped me like with scaling and everything like that. And that was huge. Processes too. Yeah. Yeah. Scaling is huge. 
his scaling is really is a really big thing to figure out and when you can bounce ideas off of people uh like what especially equipment equipment's like one of the big things because there's things that I, that are out there that I've been a chef for a while and there's equipment that I hear about that I'm like, I didn't even know that existed. You know, I know about Robocoos and Vitamixes and stuff like that. And then I hear like a pepper grinder from China or something like that. I'm like, I didn't know that existed. And like, when I hear about these things, I'm like, that could make our shit so much easier. So, you know, that's the one big reason that like, I love networking with other hot sauce makers too, is because everybody- absolutely everybody has like little things and little bits of, of offerings of, of snippets of information that you're not carrying around with you. And, you know, when you, when you get their, when you get their feedback on things, it's, it's really, really helpful to, to help you do things better. And hopefully, you know, when I network with people, I help them out with, with something I, you know, I have my expertise in certain things and they have their expertise in other things. And that's, that's really what it's all about is the community helping each other too. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. Claire, okay. it's your turn. My turn. My turn. Okay. I brought, I grabbed um, this lemon, lemon pepper from Krabby Shack. It is a uh, tomatillo and, and bell pepper and habanero pepper, and it's made for seafood. They were, I think, I think this was a hot ones a few seasons and it's just, yeah, it's really nice on, on seafood. And, uh, it's also just, you know, another shout out to more women hot sauce makers. Cause there's not very many of us. Um, what's interesting is that they're not first hot sauce makers. They're first, they own the Krabby Shack and then they develop this hot sauce for that. So, which I also found interesting as getting on hot ones, you know, where, how, how did that happen? I'm always curious about, you know, how certain hot sauce makers are discovered or how they get out there and all of that. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, but I like the sauce and it's in my fridge. <laughs> awesome. Zach? Uh, I got high spice jerk, papaya oh, jerk. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't tried it yet. I thought we were going to sample on show, but it kind of seems like we're not. But whatever. Yeah, I think people just show, my, but you can. So I brought good old Lucky Dog. I had this hey, for the nice. first time. Which and uh, this is the uh, Parallel Fortunato and uh hey hold on. my wife i i sent him a message too uh my wife smelled this and she said i can i can smell i can or no she smelled it and she said i can i can hear i'm at somebody's backyard i can smell the food i can hear them talking we're back home and uh it it really it just it smelled is exactly what it reminds me of home and i would eat that i mean i tried to save just enough for i, I think it lasted four days nice yeah gossip man spike you you need to come to our food show whether booth or attend it yeah i know i know well i'm definitely going to portland i'll be at if you're gonna do fiery foods i recommend you go as a spectator it's like 15 bucks for all three days uh, and you can kind of get the idea of how much of a shit show that place really fucking is by the way it is a shit show. <laughs> and i got ryan's uh show and tell okay so <laughs> this is also from the uk dark fire hot sauce there are handwritten labels every single time wow i'm wow. not 100 percent sure because the, the five ounce woozy that bottle type is european mm -hmm. i love it but when you open that bottle the flavors out of this world it's like a creamy stout I don't remember what kind of peppers in there, but it's out of this world. Like I would put it on like a, a bratwurst or a pretzel or 
honestly a bowl of ice cream. But <laughs> Sean, do you remember what peppers in that? I, I I don't off the top of my head. But yeah, he, as he was saying, he he hand he uses "Hello, my name is" uh, yeah. things on like kind of thing with it. So I used to do that. But yeah, it, it's a lot of work. But I just want to show we love showing love to people that you know. There's hot sauce makers all around the world that are yeah. doing fantastic, wonderful things, and you know being a part of like the Facebook community and stuff like that, where you can get all those, all those wonderful makers at the same location, you know, just riffing off of each other, showing support and love. That's so huge. If you guys can ever make it. So I don't know any, any hot sauce makers outside the country, but if anybody else here does, that would be great. I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I know one. I know several, but the issue is uh, time. Time. Yeah. You'd have to, yeah. Be, a, be more flexible yeah, with that yeah, yeah it's gonna be a little bit of a juggle yeah. kind of thing you know what i mean so well, uh, actually right. actually this guy right here oh fuck, come on oh Uncle i've Mungos. seen that one yeah go mongos out of australia has a very similar story to mine you know alcoholic drug addict situation and hot sauce saved his life so he'd be a he'd be a good one to get on the show i'm pretty sure i could do it it's just a matter of time <laughs> yeah we'll make it happen that'd be good so do you guys have any questions for us nope i'm calling bullshit but i think you're just being nice because you know uh yeah it doesn't feel really bad you have to get up early i know i know that feeling of, of yeah slogging slogging your way to the kitchen and stuff so I, I i really appreciate you hanging in there and and making it on for us and everything so thank you so much dude well i did well, that last it, week dude, so zach just leave i got a question like I want to know, are is your uh, he's still there? I guarantee he's still there. God he actually left. Yeah. Oh man, he got him. He thought it was going to be an Irish goodbye. Well, we have, we've got Spike here. We got Sean Kirkpatrick. We got the Kirkpatty in the house. We we know what an actual Irish goodbye is. You're more than welcome to at any point, Zach. I just have a question for uh, Spike here. Growing up in life, I actually lived in Idaho. For a good amount of time and in the Marine Corps. Actually, I had to be in Boise for a little while. But are you close to, is it Moscow? Yeah, that's where we're at. But it's actually Moscow is how it's spelled, right? It's spelled like Moscow, but we call it Moscow. Yeah. How do you like it there? Because I actually, do you know where Plummer, Idaho is? Yeah. I grew up on a tree farm there in my very young years in life. And I think that's where... A lot of my fascination with uh, different flavors and everything kind of came together because I was living on farms with yeah, no it... actual indoor plumbing. And I don't know. What is your experience up there? So I, I wish I could I give you more information. But since we moved here 2012, we went we moved to U, uh, Eugene for about five years and came back. Um, I just work all the time, so I haven't really seen our state as much as I should, but I can tell you, uh, my business partner uh, is from that area and loved it. And I love, so our area is a little bit different. It's, we live in a uh, double college town. So it's the uh, university of Idaho in Moscow and then, uh, Wazoo WSU eight miles away in Pullman. And, um, so it's, it's not, it's it's more like living in Washington than it is like living in Idaho. We're almost kind of, in matter of fact, we're Pacific standard time. So Spike, my other question is what is your inspiration for your Calabrian chili 
black garlic balsamic sauce the thing is out of this world and i would drink it if i could i actually tried to go on your website me and sean were at home with his wife and i actually yelled pretty loudly there's nothing left for sale so what is it's back up this thing is so damn good thank you what is the inspiration well i'm sending you some um so you'll get some regardless but uh and it's actually back up but i just you know, it's it's one of those things where I just it popped in my head. I, I wish had- I, yeah, <laughs> I, I wanted to do something with black garlic, and I didn't want to do something just. I didn't want to do the standard thing. I wanted to keep it simple. Um, I had a farmer near us tell me, you know, I've been experimenting with these Calabrian chilies, and I was like, grow them for me. And he said, okay. <laughs> so he did, and. I got the black garlic and you know, that's a, that's one great thing about farmer's market is that I just, we got the, for the peach hot sauce, we got the peaches in the booth right next to us. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're beautiful. They're, I, I took a picture. There's a peach about that big on a table. I don't think it came out as well. It's like trying to take a picture of the moon. It always looks smaller than it should be, but <laughs> that's yeah. what she said. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I you know I just uh, I wish I could be. It just kind of popped in my head one day. Oh, excited what, to get to going to the grocery store is my my downfall. I make new sauces. Well, is there anything else? Is that it? Good. That's to it. Go. Yep. Wait, yep. Claire, I wanna I, yeah. I wanna get. Uh, we can follow each other on Instagram and stuff like that. But I would yeah absolutely, absolutely love to, to to get some of your stuff. If I have to buy more, I'll buy more. I don't care. Um, shoot an email um, with your shipping address over to the bookings email the okay. uh, for the show, and I'll see that, and I'll send you over my address and uh, send me your address so I can send you stuff. Good, awesome. and I get that same email, so I'll be sending you a sauce to that too, so don't forget. Thank you. Yay. And let me yeah. as well, Spike, uh, you know, if you want to try some of the Fermented, dreaded kombucha sauce that some of goddamn, goddamn California hippies, man. <laughs> Funny, we are the opposite of that too. We're like those damn hippies. We're, we have this kombucha sauce, and we're like, are we the hippies? I don't know. I, you make, yeah, so, but you're cooking, no. you're cooking I, yeah. the kombucha, so you know. Then it you're not the hippie because you're destroying everything. You're like, making yeah. punk yeah. rock kombucha. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go probiotic and stuff like that and i'm like well it's a hot sauce you don't really want to get probiotics from a hot sauce but there are some dead probiotics in there yeah (laughs) Yeah. good plate probiotics are good probiotics so thank you both for being on the show we really appreciate it um i definitely want to do this one again this has been one of my favorite episodes oh that's dude that's so kind thank you so much i had a blast doing it i know ryan did that was really great to meet you guys yeah you too as well claire Thank you so much. Even All though right. Ryan didn't want to do this shit. See yep. this? I do. I can hear it. The reason I'm here is because of you. And if you flaked on me, I was not coming on here. So the only reason back. the only reason I am sitting here right now, because I remembered our conversation in California and how I said you had to fucking be here. So yeah, I couldn't hey. ex- I couldn't I could not expect you to be here and then me not be here. You know what I mean? So yeah, I was texting Sean very vigorously last night. I was like, "Are you, are you kidding me? He's not going." That guy's a man. I said word. might. Are you? I said might. <laughs> well, enjoy. I appreciate you very much for making the time out of your day. Yeah, yeah. I will be no thinking problem. about you in my sweet, sweet. I'm not really sure how to react to that. Thank you. <laughs> 
That's some DTF action there. <laughs> oh, we good. Yeah. yeah, I think that's it. You guys wait. Yeah. You guys, here's the thing. I'm not gonna leave because I know you guys are gonna talk shit. So you're gonna talk shit. Get to do too. So I got, I got, a, I got a few things that I gotta get done. I'm sure we all do, but yeah. they call yeah. that trauma, Zach. And you- I just drown it out with hot sauce, man. I, I make super hot shit with no PPE. I just breathe that shit in, like. So can you tell me like butane? Flavor Balance Heat, the podcast for hot sauce lovers and makers, was brought to you by Butterfly Bakery of Vermont. High Desert Sauce Co. and Iris Spikes Unique Hot Sauces and Vandal Pepper Sauces. This has been a Spike Mine Media Production.